And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rowe. What up, don't? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on. The mic! And we're putting it on wax! It's the news! We're James Kobe. What do we do? We get the people! Get the people. What they want. Oh, the people are getting what they want today. We have updates on Jalen Ramsey, update on Melvin Gordon, some very interesting sound from Jerry Jones, my guy, LaMelo Ball, finally getting the recognition. That he deserves from the mock drafters and the NBA executives alike. We've got some pettiness in the WNBA and so much more. But we start on your namesake, Jalen Ramsey. Well, he was sick earlier in the week. And now Doug Marone notified the media that he has a back injury. Jalen. Doug went on to say that if Jalen was healthy, that he would be playing football because he loves the game of football. You know, I was skeptical about the sickness. I'm even more skeptical about this back injury. I'm not saying he doesn't have one. I'm just saying if the situation was different, he might be practicing and playing on Sunday. What do you make of the latest on Jalen Ramsey from the Jags? First off, I have somebody to blame. I blame him. Because when he okay. was in college, people started naming their kids after him. And before you know it, they're in the NFL. And I understood when Josina came on, which we got to bring mm-hmm. her back now. Because we joked about, was he wink, wink, sick? Now, is he wink, wink, having a back injury? What I see here is a guy that's unhappy with this team and has decided that he doesn't want to be there anymore. Here's the one caution that I have. Calais Campbell is one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Yep. Arguably, those are their two best defenders. You don't want the other 52 guys to feel like you're not giving max effort while you're still under contract. That's what I caution and hope doesn't take place. If the situation were different, if Jalen Ramsey was traded last week, was in a different uniform and had the same back ailment, do you think he would be listed on the injury report? He'd be driving up the Lodge Freeway to play at Ford Field with the (laughs) Lions. He and Big Play Slate will be out there locking down. Is there a noise that represents how you feel about the Lions being undefeated? At this point? It never gets old. Never undefeated. Well, we, we move on to another NFL star unhappy with their current franchise, and that is Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. There are some reports that he could report to the Chargers earlier than he expected to. Now, he has to report by November 29th in order to accrue time against his contract. Do you think that Melvin Gordon is watching his Chargers play, heading into week four and saying, you know what, I want to join the team. Do you expect to see him in a Chargers uniform in week four or week five? Well, when business interferes with your love for the game, it always gets tricky. Because remember, this is what he's bred to do. Play football. And he's a dynamic back when healthy. 
But he's not a fool. He saw Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell get paid. He saw Ezekiel get his check. He like, what about me? And so now as a position that has been devalued in a lot of ways where you would see a team even give somebody 400 touches before they give them their money, he's like, I'm going to fall back. I'm going to report on time, but maybe a couple of weeks early out of love for the game. I am not surprised by this line of thinking. I expect to see Melvin Gordon play for the Chargers. And I would love to see Melvin Gordon play for the Chargers. And I would love for the Chargers to pay Melvin Gordon. Someone else who might be looking to get paid, Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett. They are 3-0. The Cowboys are looking great. And Jerry Jones was asked about whether or not he's going to give an extension to his head coach. And Jerry had an interesting answer. Let's listen. Well, again, I don't would not even uh, – I'm not ignoring your question, but I certainly wouldn't want to respond in any way because uh, uh, that's just not uh, what we'd want to do relative to that area of our business. Um, he spent the entire summer talking about an extension for Ezekiel Elliott and potential extension for Dak Prescott, and now he's on the radio saying, oh, we don't want to discuss that area of our business Read between the lines here. What is Jerry Jones saying? First and foremost, Jerry Jones is willing to discuss anything. That's why he's constantly holding press conferences and doing radio interviews. Yes. I want to shoot down a theory that I've said on this show for years that I've seen a couple of people try to sneak in, paraphrase, and take. Jimmy Johnson is arguably my favorite collegiate coach of all time. The success he had with the Dallas Cowboys, he is still not in the ring of honor. Which means people throwing out theories like he's going to hire somebody like Lincoln Riley. Really? Let me get this right. You want Jerry to hire somebody that's going to have a media scrum around him that ain't Jerry? That he paying top dollar? That want more power in the organization? I don't see that happening. So in theory, whether it's Jason Garrett, or whether it's somebody currently on their staff or part of their cocoon, so to speak, I think if there is a change, it won't be a notable big-name coach where he got to get out a blank check in order to have them coach the Cowboys. See, this is not normally how Jerry Jones does business, but this is how I would do business. Is Listen, he's under contract for the rest of the year. We're going to see how this year plays out, and then we're going to decide whether or not we're going to keep him. That's just normal business, and that's how you should be handling it. It's not that Jason Garrett has performed so well as head coach for the Cowboys that he deserves to be extended early. What you do is you let him coach out his contract, and you sit down with him, you sit down with your conciliaries, you decide whether or not you want to continue with him as the head coach, and you do that after the contract is up. You don't have to do it when you're 3-0, and potentially overreacting when you're playing some weak opponents for the first three weeks of the year. I feel like if you have somebody that's really good at what they do, you take care of them. And in his mind, I'm going to always really look at the Jason, and he knows that. But you said that this is... Not how he does it. Well, this is how he did it with Jason Garrett last time he got a deal. They waited to the final year of the deal. They had a good season, and then they paid him. Now he's in the final year of the deal. Dak needs to get taken care of. Amari's in the final year. Zeke is taken care of. They got a stout defense. They took care of a couple of those players. They got arguably the best offensive line in the game. I'm giving you everything you need in order to be successful. He's basically, in his mind, 
spoon feeding why he's going to keep Jason Garrett around. Well, we will see. And I think that one thing I would not do is react to an early 3-0 record. Let's see this season play out. Let's see just how successful Jason Garrett leads this team to be, not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs. And then we will see whether or not we're going to pay a million dollars to continue to coach America's team, the Cowboys. Well, Jerry Jones didn't want to talk about extending Jason Garrett, but he did want to talk about something else. And I can't even explain his answer. Let's just listen to him talking about Ezekiel Elliott's contributions to the team. It's hilarious. Well, that's one of the best I've seen riding that pony. Now, you know what's fun? Sometimes Zeke will do something like that. He'll put a towel on or he'll put a, some shorts on or something and head down through the middle of the dressing room, kind of spanking himself as he emulates uh, riding the horse. And that's before a game. So you can see how uh, asset he is uh, on and off the field to Jim, the Dallas Cowboys. Why does throwing a towel on... And pretending to spank yourself while jumping through the middle of the dressing room make you an asset to the Dallas Cowboys. Because their offensive line is so good. Last week they had two guys rush for over 100 yards. Okay, this is just Jerry feeling good about his investment and his running back. And he loves the Cowboys. So in his mind, anybody that continues to promote the Cowboy brand, he's all for that. And I'm glad he distinguished that he either has on a towel or has on shorts versus your guy Minshew, who probably will be doing it naked. Well, first of all, don't ever, ever, ever slander Gardner Minshew and Jalen Echikovic. Let's get it. Whether you've got a personal business, small business, medium-sized business, or a growing business, into a big business, you need to know your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. But the problem with growing businesses have is that it keeps them from knowing their numbers is the hodgepodge of business systems. They have one system for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on and so forth. It's just one big inefficient mess taking up too much time, too many resources, and it hurts the bottom line. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. You can use it so easily and you will understand all of the aspects. You will know all of your numbers. You will know your business. You'll save time. You'll save money and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or even your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights in a free guide called Seven Keys Strategies to Grow Your Profits at NetSuite.com slash Jacoby. Go to netsuite.com slash Jacoby, download your free guide to understand your business better to make your business more profitable and more effective. That's netsuite.com slash Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I am so excited about this story. You know that we support the Ball Brothers, and I've always had my eye on LaMelo Ball and his potential, and now it's starting to actualize itself. Because of his play in Australia, he's had a hot start. He is in the latest mock draft on ESPN.com. He is number three. Some executives are saying he could potentially be a number one pick. My question for you is this. Is is his decision to go to Australia and play in the NBL actually going to help his draft stock more than the traditional route of going to college? I think in his unique case, yes. Yes. Unlike a Zion Williamson who benefited going to Duke. And here's why. 
basketball became his life so very young and that's okay he made it a job they turned it into a family business it became a profession for him basically while he was in high school and so as his brother went on to play at UCLA and get drafted by the Lakers and become a lottery pick now all of a sudden it's like I can be on that journey as well here's a player that scored 90 points in a high school game so at that point He was already on the radar. And so for him to go wherever basketball took him, because he's had a rocky road to get to where he is now. It wasn't just, I'm going to leave high school, I'm going to go overseas and play one year, and then I'm going to enter the draft. He's not a normal guy that basically is entering the draft one or two years after his senior class. And so I appreciate his journey, and you know how much I love guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot yep. and can play make with size. And he so too. for him to be putting in the work, absolutely. We, for him to be putting in the work that he's putting in, it validates his draft stock. You know, I've had my eye on him for a long time. You know, obviously the ball family was exploded onto the scene a few years ago. But you watch him in high school, he scored a lot of points, but he also made some questionable decisions pulling up from 40 feet and all of this. But then I watched him in the Drew League. I was like, oh, he's still getting buckets. It looks like he's changed his game a little bit. And now in the NBL, like, he's really contributing. Like, I'm talking about double-doubles, you know, over 20 points. And again, there's a reason the players are in the NBL and not in the NBA. But these are adults. These are These are real basketball players. This is a competition that he won't face in high school, that he won't face when he was in Lithuania. Like, He's really proving that he is not just an NBA player, but a potential NBA star. And if I was a GM, I would have a hard, hard time passing on him if I was pick number four, pick number five. And I look forward to seeing how he develops in the NBL. Do you think this could be sort of a blueprint for other young players that have a high profile to follow to skip the traditional college route and sort of play in the NBL or another overseas league? I'm going to say this loud and clear. For anybody that can hear my voice, to Jacoby's question, he asked, is this going to be a precursor to other players following LaMelo's path? The answer to that question is a resounding no. Absolutely not. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. First and foremost, he has a brother in the NBA. Yep. So when you have somebody in your family that's already rich, Now you can pursue your dreams without having to worry about paying your bills. That dynamic changes, you know, as you start to progress in life. Once you get out of high school, once you get in college. This wasn't a traditional path. He played in high school in California. He played in high school in Ohio. He's been overseas a couple of different times. So I don't see nobody taking this path the way he did. But the NBL will now continue to get prospects that hope to be put in this level of position based on his success. And one thing to keep in mind during this discussion is the one and done rule is about to be over. Like they've, 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 they have, they just haven't given us the exact date and when it's going to be abolished. But what is going to be happening is the traditional college route isn't really going to be available to someone with this level of potential anymore. So what we're going to end up seeing moving forward is people playing high school or prep and then going right into the league if they have this level of NBA potential. Moving on, some more NBA news. This one is indicative of something moving forward of a bigger picture. The Milwaukee Bucks, do you know what they said? Do you know what they said to get fined? They said, we want to offer Giannis a max contract. Like, 
Not everybody knows that. Everybody knows they want to offer it, but because they fixed their lips and said it, they were fined $50,000 by the league. And Adam Silver was asked about sort of the bigger picture of tampering, and here's what the commission had to say. He said, quote, If two players are going out to dinner and say, Boy, wouldn't it be great to play in City X together? That's not something we're looking to go after. The only context in which we raise player-to-player communication is where we have a belief that a player is being sent out at the behest of a team to have a conversation with another player that the team itself could not have with that player. In essence, where a player is acting as an agent for the team. So tampering was big news as free agency developed over the summer. And even Adam Silver understands the nuances of trying to enforce this rule, which is almost unenforceable. What do you think about Adam? what Adam said about tampering player to player? You know Adam Silver not only watches our show every day, every but he day, listens to the day. podcast every at night. night and in the morning On before he go to work. Yep. But the tampering rule and trying to enforce player to player reminds me of one of my favorite movies and a line in it from Dead Presidents. Chris Tucker said, if I could be where everybody wanted me to be, when everybody wanted me to be there, I'd be confused. That's how I feel about this right now. So let me get this right. The Milwaukee Bucks get fined $50,000 for stating the obvious. The obvious. The Clippers, the Clippers get fined for tampering with Kawhi Leonard and sign him. Yes. How about that? That's an investment. That's not a fine. What has happened in the league is there's been a major groundswell from small market teams that are upset at how these things continue to happen without a large punishment. And also, and Spencer Dinwiddie referred to this recently, how now all of a sudden, if the big brother in the market, like the Lakers or the Knicks, would have gotten the big-time players in the free agency, a lot of people feel like all of these rules and governance would not happen. But since the little brothers in the market, the Nets and the Clippers did, now we want to start having all of these rules. I think the fine for tampering, if it's legitimate, not the Giannis stuff. I'm talking about the Kawhi stuff. Like you called it an investment. It should be a $20 million investment. Another thing is if you look at what Adam Silver said exactly, let's say LeBron James goes out to dinner with Anthony Davis and talks about him coming to L.A. Oh, that's okay. But if... Jeannie Buss and Rob Plinka tell LeBron James to do that, that it's not okay. Well, guess what? Everybody that is in the Lakers organization wants Anthony Davis to come, so you don't have to tell LeBron to go recruit Anthony Davis. So that's never going to happen. It's also never going to be able to be enforced. But I also understand how difficult it is to enforce. You have to have some rules in place. Moving on. We were talking about LeBron James. LeBron James has been really excited lately. He's been excited about something that he's often criticized for. Let's check in on LeBron in his hair. Came through and gave me one of those grade A cuts. Ooh-wee! Because I was looking super rough. Two weeks? I mean, technically like 18 days without a cut. As soon as I got back, I had to sit in that chair and that boy... Slick Nick, you a bad mother. Shut your mouth. 
He got that Jalen Rose lineup now. LeBron James got the Jalen Rose lineup. <laughs> Is Slick Nick a barber and a doctor? Because it's more than just a haircut he give happening you a there. Cut and, and, and I'm all for enhancements, by the way. People do sure. it all of the time. I'm not here sure. to judge. People are adding body parts all of the time. And if you look in the mirror and you feel confident and you like it, I'm all for it. So, LeBron, I can't be mad at him doing whatever it takes to restore his hairline. What I mean, if you look at his hairline over the years, that's a very young LeBron. And oh, it starts to deteriorate. It started to look a little different than it did in that video. You know, it just starts to look a, oh, a little oh, different oh, than it did in that oh, video. Oh, but you know what? Oh, the brain's I think blown we bring right up, there. Oh. I think the media brings up LeBron James's hairline so much because it's, it's like the only thing that we can criticize him for. His game is perfect. His business is perfect. You know, he's brought his friends on and put them on. Like, everything he does is just so perfect. That's like how the only thing we have to say about him. So we take every opportunity to. And I want to apologize for Mr. James for doing so because you know I support you, LeBron. You know I'm a stand. You know I'm a stand. Jalen, <laughs> the WNBA playoffs continue. We now have the final set. But first, I want to remind you of what happened after Game 3 between the Aces and the Mystics. Let's listen to Liz Cambage after the Aces. If they can't handle it, get in the weight room or get out of the post. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just doing my thing inside. She said, if they can't handle it, get in the weight room and get out of the post. Well, guess what? Last night was game four between these two, and the Mystics won the game. And they advance to the finals. But watch this. After this missed shot solidified the win for the Mystics in the celebration afterwards, they're happy and They didn't just get in the weight room. They were doing push-ups on the floor in reaction to Liz Cambage. That's Natasha Cloud. Jalen Rose, what do you think about the pettiness in the WNBA playoffs? As I quote the great Eastern philosopher Jacoby, you can be mean if you're funny. And that was funny. I like that a lot. It was inbounds. It was within the realm of the game. They had a big time win. They're going to the big, they're going to the finals. I liked it a lot. We have the Mystics Sun finals coming up. I cannot wait to watch those. This has been a very entertaining WNBA playoffs. Just too bad Chanae's not a part of it. Come on. Come on, Sparks. Play Candace Parker, Darius Fisher. What are you doing? Be balling. And the last time I coached the celebrity game for ESPN, my first overall pick was Della Don. It's a great pick. Moving on, we all are kind of sort of wondering, maybe if everything goes right and rehab goes well, maybe, just maybe, we will see Kevin Durant join Kyrie Irving and the rest of the Nets this season at the end and maybe make a playoff run with the team. Well, your guy, the Kiwi, Sean Marks, general manager of the Nets, had this to say about that possibility. With Kevin, I think what we're going to say is his the expectations are that he'll be out for the year. Um, we're not going to plan on him playing. I think it's obvious he wants to play, but you, you know, I think there's there's more at stake here. This is this is a, a again a long term approach. There's a lot of people with a lot of sweat equity in this from the rehab perspective and so forth. So I think it'll be a group that makes the decision, and obviously Kevin included, as to 
to win and how that return is made? First of all, sweat equity. That's a Jalen Rose term, but you steal that from Sean Marks. You say sweat equity all the time. Who stole that from who? He clearly watches Jalen and Jacoby. I got to right. get my That's guy right. to come on. That's right. And also, I appreciate him stating what you want the club to do. He's out indefinitely, and we ain't planning on using him. So it's mm-hmm. no gray area. Now, if something miraculous changes, then you update that at that point. But after what KD went through in the NBA Finals, and I went on NBA Countdown and let the world know that that workout did not go as anticipated, he should not be playing basketball in these NBA Finals. He's a competitor. His team was down 3-1. He wanted to come back and make a difference. I applaud him for getting out there and trying it. Now that he ruptured his Achilles, give him this exact time needed to get 1,000% before you put him back out there on the floor. Well, here's the thing about that. And this might be a media thing. But he said KD is out for the year. Did he mean the season or did he mean the calendar year? Stop. Did he mean stop, the season stop. or did he mean 2019? Does that mean that Kevin Durant's going to be back at the All-Star break? Or does that mean Kevin Durant's going to be back in a year from today in 2020? You sound like a guy that's been doing this for 20 years, producing shows like Sports Nation and Jalen and Jacoby, Grant Land Basketball Hour and else such. No, don't mince his words. The gentleman got hurt in I'm June. Saying. He ain't going to be ready I'm in saying. January. Ain't no gray area. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I was the Nets, I would not play him. I, I would. I would just. I would take so much time, especially what happened with him in the finals. Yeah. Well, the same Kevin Durant, who will not be playing for the Nets this season, had some time to talk to reporters this summer, and he was a little bit critical of the way that the Warriors ran their offense, especially in the playoffs. Here's what he told the Wall Street Journal. He said, the motion offense we run in Golden State, it only works to a certain point. We can totally rely on our system for maybe the first two rounds. Then the next two rounds, we're going to have to mix an individual play. We've got to throw teams off because they're smarter in that round of the playoffs. So now I have to dive into my bag deep to create stuff on my own off the dribble, isos, pick and rolls, more so than let the offense create points for me. That was interesting. That was, you know, a couple weeks ago. And Steve Kerr was with The Athletic, and he responded. He said he was not at all offended. He even referenced his time in the triangle offense and how deeper in the playoffs, you know, teams start to figure out what you're doing and you have to be creative. Do you think that all this criticism of the Warriors' offensive style comes from the heart, or is this something that we sort of, like, are making up in the media? Well, what he said is actually accurate because that's why in the NBA – the best players usually win the most championships. Look back at every era. There was somebody dominant that, whether it's Bill Russell, you progress. There's Magic. There's Bird. There's Jordan. There's Shaq. There's Kobe. There's Tim Duncan. There's LeBron James. There's Akeem Olajuwon. They're the bad boys. A theme there, right? All mm-hmm. of them are some of the greatest players to ever do it. And so, yes, in the first round, is not as tough as it is in the finals. You make it do one pass, two or three passes, run whatever you put on the clipboard, and it works to a tee. But as you advance, the other players get better, bigger, stronger, faster, and then all of a sudden, that's when the level of greatness has to take over. This is why a four-time scoring champion, a two-time finals MVP, has two championships to show. Because he went to the Warriors, and they found a way to do both. 
And I completely agree with Kevin Durant on this because if you remember back during the playoffs, after the Warriors would lose to the Clippers, we start criticizing that maybe Kevin Durant has changed their style to make it too much iso ball. And Kevin Durant saying, look, this is what you have to do. You have to adjust. You play these teams over and over and night after night. It's not the regular season where they don't have as much time to prepare for you. Iso ball is just the natural evolution of your offensive style as you get deeper in the playoffs. I think there's a little bit of him that's sort of responding to those criticisms from last summer, and I 100% agree with him. Jalen, sometimes things happen that only someone who has been in a professional locker room on a sports team can explain. That's right. It's time for you to take us. Behind the curtain. The Bears' Tariq Cohen went on Instagram live from the locker room. Just, you know, excited about the Monday Night Football win. And, um, you know, had a certain camera angle that exposed a little bit more of the locker room than perhaps he was intending. And exposed a lot of his teammate, Kyle Long. Jalen Rose, take us behind the curtain. What is the code in the locker room when it comes to your teammates' special areas? Well, first and foremost, you got to be paying attention to the fact that people are dressed or undressed when you go IG Live. It's emotional because you put so much into the week, into practice, into preparation, to film, study. You get out there on the field, you have a big-time win. You want to celebrate, and rightfully so. But you cannot expose your naked teammate, except there's an exception here. Remember, we're talking about professional athletes. There's no exception. We're talking about professional athletes. We're talking about public figures. And I'm going to give you the exception. If I'm looking well endowed, you can do it. What? Jalen. 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 So you think he should take a poll? Like, guys, I'm going to go IG Live. Put clothes on if you want to, but you have the option not to. Jalen, I'm not so sure about that code in the locker room. I don't know if that's exactly how it goes. But one thing I know about you is in this studio, you often employ IG Live to sort of give the people what they want, show the your, your followers on Instagram a little view behind the scenes, and anytime anyone comes in the room, you notify them that they're on IG Live. It's very helpful. That is kind of the code of going live on social media. And I feel like Tariq Cohen violated this code. And I said, what happens when Kyle Long sees Tariq Cohen next? It depends on if the guy was wearing ice versus if he wasn't. Oh, no. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, no. Kyle Long was probably trending for all of the right or wrong reasons. (laughs) And you never know how long your career is going to last. You may have a second job after. The show gets canceled mid-segment. Look at the Kardashians. Can we move on, please? Please. (laughs) Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, they're close. They're teammates. Well, Cooper Cup was... Running back in the game, he grabbed a helmet he thought was his. It was not his. And Brandon Cooks ended up playing with Cooper Cup's helmet and vice versa. However, they also had to use the other person's mouthpiece. Would you use another player's mouthpiece? Are you ready for this? Okay. I don't want to use another human being's mouthpiece. Let alone a teammate. This this is as unsanitary as it gets. Like, 
I would want to wash my mouth out with soap literally if this happened to me. What would you do? Well, Jalen, I'm just surprised. They said that they put together a good drive. You can see there from the caption on the post. I would switch after one play. Like, after one play, I'd, be, I'd play the one play, and I'd be like, all right, whose helmet is this? Who's got, whose helmet is this? We need to remedy this. I might even call a timeout. We got three timeouts left. I might even call a timeout. I know, I know it's bad clock management, but I really might call a timeout just to fix the situation. And the coach would be mad at me. I'm like, coach, I can't play another down with this dude's mouthpiece in my mouth. That's it. Jalen, I have huge news for you, Jalen Rose. Huge news. Yesterday was the first practice for the Michigan men's basketball team. Who was the coach? Okay. Okay. Big Newt, Jawan Howard. And my guy is actually leading the program. It's so surreal to me that it's taking place. He's going to put in the time, the energy. He's going to work hard. He's going to recruit well. I'm so very excited to go spend time with him and the team all season. I want to hear, like, the next time you're going to be in there. When is the next time you're going to be in Ann Arbor? Friday, Saturday. I'm going to be there so often, like I said, over the next two months, more than I have the last 25 years. How about that? I love it. Another thing I love about that video, if we could run it again, he's he's doing how to stop somebody after they've picked up their dribble, how to mimic the ball. See right here, right here. I mean, he's doing the fundamentals. Like this is real fundamentals. Practice number one. Here's here's they picked up their dribble. Here's how you stop them from throwing a pass. I love this so much. I love this story so much. We need to get to Ann Arbor. I need to go to Ann Arbor. I need yes. to go to a game. Yes. Because yes. you know what? Yes. If the Michigan football coach is is tanking, about to get fired, at least the Michigan basketball coach is something to look up to. You know what I mean? At least the Michigan basketball coaches gives you some hope. At least that gives you some hope. Big shout to Jawan Howard and the Michigan program. Shout out. Jalen, not everything is worthy of discussion on the program, so we have a segment called Keep It Moving. If you want to discuss the topic, you say hit the brakes. If not, me, you, and Method Man jump in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? I cannot believe you sold out the minivan mafia when you got to the East Coast. I just do whatever my wife says. That is the right way to proceed (laughs) on this planet. Jalen, there is some video of the alleged Antonio Brown furniture tossing incident. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. We had enough A-B talk. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen this footage by now. Keep it moving. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. Washington coach Jay Gruden has an optimistic view of the 0-3 start from the Redskins. I can't believe I said that. Keep moving or hit the brakes. I I couldn't believe you said it either. Hit the brakes. (laughs) Even though they are 0-3, Gruden says the Washington team... Has still has hope. Jalen, we saw them Monday night. Is there any hope for this team? Yes. In Dwayne Haskins, the guy that threw 50 touchdowns while at Ohio State, they're standing on the sideline with a clipboard watching Daniel Jones get a nickname after one game, and his jersey sales skyrocket after he led his team back from 18 points. I really believe... When Washington decided to take him, they were like, we're going to give this head coach one chance. 
but it's going to be with Keenum. I believe if they make a move, it's going to be because they made a move with the coach first. Well, Usain Bolt revealed to the Los Angeles Times on Tuesday that he received some interest from NFL teams. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. We're going to keep it moving for now. I'm old enough to remember Ronaldo Nehemiah. And it's running really fast and running really fast with a football getting hit. Those dynamics are way different. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. Another record was broken in Major League Baseball. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. You know what? I want to hit the brakes on this one. Let's hit the brakes. The league, for the 12th straight year, broke the single-season strikeout record. With all the home runs and all the strikeouts, what does that tell you about the current state of baseball? Now, you know how much I love baseball. I do. So much so, I carried a bat on this program. The statistic that for the 12th straight year, the strikeouts are up, which also means the home runs are up, takes away from the unique integrity that the game had. I, as a fan, I appreciate the singles and the doubles and the triples and the hit and runs, the intricacies of the game. Now it's just boomer bust at the plate. And I think that has created some level of extra excitement when the home run happened. But then people don't appreciate the average of a player that has so many strikeouts because we only count home runs now. It's really odd. It is odd. What else is odd is the Nationals are looking like they do not need Bryce Harper. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. We're going to keep it moving. You always need a player like Bryce Harper. But you know what? Hit the brakes because they got Matt Scherzer. No, no, no. Matt Scherzer. We got Matt Scherzer next. Matt Scherzer was feeling himself in an interview. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. He's a former Detroit Tiger. Hit the brakes. Here was Matt Scherzer's interview after the Nats captured a wild card spot in the playoffs. Max, congratulations, you. man. You guys Appreciate have worked so hard to get here. Enjoy brother. the hell out of it tonight. Yep. Have a bunch of those. Yep. I, I can I can smell it right now. It is yeah. it is ripe. I didn't do too, too many uh, interviews where I'm banged up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I don't too, too, too many interviews when I'm banged up a little bit. I, I think all post-game interviews should happen after a couple beers. Do you agree? I totally agree. And I say this... For so very long, how baseball players get to celebrate and enjoy the journey. You win one game in summer, and then all of a sudden you're doing an interview of people pouring stuff on your head and having fun with it. That doesn't really happen in the NBA and the NFL the way it does in baseball, and I always appreciated that. I'm a huge fan of Matt Scherzer. I hate it when my Tigers let him go. Steph Curry teed off today with someone pretty interesting. Keep it moving. Or hit the brakes. I want to keep it moving for now because I know he's enamored by Phil's calves as much as he is about his golf game. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. There's a new member of the Golden State Warriors. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. We're going to keep it moving because they are still a super team, whether people realize it or not, with the Splash Brothers and Draymond and bringing in D'Angelo Russell. I have proof that eventually robots will take over our planet. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Let's look at the latest 
of our future robotic overlords from Boston Dynamics. Now, this is pretty... Wait, wait, what? Handstands, somersaults, multiple somersaults. Jalen, look at this robot move. How long do you think it will take before they take over the Earth? That's amazing technology. The individual to spend time and energy to come up with that need to be saluted. I am so thoroughly impressed. I would say you see robots walking down the street like that in 10 years. 10 years. I mean, see, I'm not saluting these people that are creating this technology. I'm telling these people to stop. Why are we creating our own future overlords? Why are we working on this? Why are we spending millions and millions of dollars when clearly, eventually, robots will take over our planet and we will be swept to the side? Hopefully that won't happen during my lifetime. Robots will never take over the planet because we have something that they'll never be able to have. And it's why people love this show so much. Vocabulary. An expression of yourself. That's something that can never be duplicated. They can make noises and talk a little bit, but they ain't going to have the flavor that you get being a human being. What? Siri has more vocabulary than you do. I promise you that. I promise that your phone has more vocabulary than you do and knows the meaning of more words than you do. I absolutely promise you that. There's no question about that. I don't even want to hear you respond. <laughs> this is the day we celebrate the kinder, more intelligent, harder working, hey, more responsible, essentially superior gender of our species by taking only female voicemails. Like this one. What up, Reg? The Reg. What up, Jalen? What up, Jacoby? This is Emily. I'm from Tacoma. Pretty close to Seattle. You guys didn't play my voicemail yesterday. Pretty messed up, if you ask me. But, Jalen, you are the funniest person ever. I love listening to your guys' podcast every day. I'll be dying. Y'all are just some funny... Funny people, man. Funny people. Um, I wanted to add to KD, uh, playing with Kyrie. They're going to be the next, they're going to be the next superstars. They're going to be the next, uh, what would you say, super team per se. But KD's going to get the respect that he deserves, and Ben deserves, yes, KD's the man. So, appreciate y'all. Keep doing you. Much love. Thank you so much for the call, Emily in Tacoma. I really appreciate it. But I got a bone to pick. I'm funnier than Jalen. You know what I mean? I heard that too. She's like, Jalen's the funniest. Like, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Jalen, you are hilarious. You're, you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. First of all, Reg, keep your opinions out of this. Reg the ledge. I'll say this is I try to be funny. Jalen is just funny without trying. You know, so there's something to that. There's something to just being funny without trying to be funny. You know, just being yourself and it being hilarious, which is probably more valuable than someone like me who tries to be funny. So I can respect that opinion, I suppose. Secondly, she said Reg the Ledge, and then she said that Reggie didn't play her voicemail yesterday. Now, I need, we need to launch a full-on investigation. We need Bob Lee to investigate how many of these voicemails are getting listened to. I heard that, too. You know, and it was just like, he's like, oh, so I was Reg, um, you know, do we have any female voicemails do we have? He's like, yeah, we got a few. I'm like, wait a second. I know we're getting more than a few. 
I know we're getting more than a few. Jalen, what percentage of the messages do you think Reggie listens to? Can we put it on wax? I want to make sure we do a better job of promoting them, and then I'll give a true answer. Let's start okay. to own this each Monday. We need all of the supporters of the show. We need Jalen and Jacoby handles, Twitter, IG, us two, Red, The Ledge, everybody on Mondays to do everything we can to secure voicemails all week, but in particular for Wednesdays, days like today. A couple of things about our caller. I actually spent a lot of time in Tacoma growing up. Shout out. Wait, whoa, my whoa, brother whoa. There. Tacoma? My my brother lived there for a period of time. Oh, shout Which brother? When he got Kevin. When he was done being in the Army, he lived in Tacoma. That was the final place that he was stationed. Shout out to Kevin. Shout and out. I remember going there a few times when I was young. As a matter of fact, 15 and under AAU, I played a national championship there, and we lost. Oh, oh. In the final game, the Nationals, 15 Mm. under. Mm. So, I also, before the 1993 draft, got a chance to go to Seattle and kick it with the glove, Gary Payton. Shout out. Went to a game in their old arena. I remember it was like really high up top. They had like, it was almost like an attic-ish. I think the owner did some sort of like their own space all the way at the top type of thing. So I got love for Seattle and I have to say this for Seattle. Medicinal. Seattle... Seattle's underrated yep, fun. Yep, Seattle, Seattle and Portland are underrated. Underrated cities in America. I got another. I, I got. I got. I got. I got two things I want to shout out. Seattle. Medicinal. Yep. Medicinal. Strip clubs. Shout to Ricks. Shout out. It's like twenty minutes out of <laughs> out of the city center. You got to get in a cab. You're like, wait, are we leaving this? You know, it's a city small, it's not like New York. You're like, did we just leave Seattle? Cabs like, don't worry about it. I, I just, I just got a perfect. I just thought of a perfect J and J idea. Oh no! What we should do? I don't like this over idea already. The next, I don't like this idea already. Shows and we putting it on wax. We should honor each state and what we love about it, and have people from that state call and okay. own what makes their city or state great. Okay. See, that was now that's closer to. But I thought you were going a different direction. I thought you were going a different direction with that How one based that? on the conversation. <laughs> we can't do that on Wednesday. We have Wednesday. fans everywhere. We have fans everywhere. Of course, in every state. So and Emily, I would love to hear people call in from their state. Emily also goes on to say, because I think I've been like almost every single state. I've not been to Minnesota. I've never been to Minnesota, but I think I've been to every other state in our great nation. I'm trying to think. I think I've never been to Minnesota, and that is it. That's it. Been to all. So maybe we'll do Minnesota first. Maybe start it on Monday. We'll do Minnesota first. Harlan just asked me if I've been to Montana. I I hit Great Falls. I spent three nights in Great Falls. Hard. 
Video poker, huge in Great Falls. Video poker is huge in Great Falls. Let's get back to Emily's call. She said that KD and Kyrie are going to be the next super team. Now, remember, she's from Seattle, or Seattle adjacent. KD, a lot of people forget, originally drafted by Seattle. So hopefully she's still holding on to some of that KD love that she once felt when he was drafted. And we learned yesterday, and I wanted to ask you about this. I need you to take us behind the curtain on something. Kyrie was playing pickup, got elbowed in the head. So hard he was hospitalized. An inadvertent elbow. What do you think happened, Jalen? I need to get the actual facts, but it just sounds like a normal basketball play. There's mm-hmm. always grappling taking place. There's large bodies being thrown around. People running and jumping. The most athletic people to play the sport. And they were in their facility. So when it happens when you at the wreck, you keep playing. When it happens at the team facility and they're paying you oh, over yeah. $100 million, they oh, take yeah. you to the hospital. Because that's what I've been wondering. I mean, you can tell this from the, the, the curvature of my nose. That uh, I've been elbowed a lot playing basketball. And I was thinking, like, is this a broken nose or a concussion? That's basically it. It's like a broken nose, a broken jaw, a broken orbital bone, or a concussion. Those are the sort of the four results of an elbow. Because a black eye, you keep it moving. You know? If your eye gets a little puffy, you you know, it depends on how close the game is. If I'm losing by five, I'm out. But, you know, if it's close, I'm staying in the game. I'll give you a different way to think about it. How would you behave or anybody listening to this podcast if you got injured at work? Well, I've never really been injured at work, but I think some people, some not myself, but I think some people use it as like a money grab opportunity, and I don't really like that. I think we've got a, a thing plaguing our nation where people just be oversuing, you know? Like people just, people just like... You they they weaponized the legal system to try to to try to get a quick dollar. Like, oh I saw some I saw they mopped up the floor and they didn't put a wet sign there, so I'm gonna fake that I fell. You know, we've seen these videos online when they have the surveillance cameras. So someone fakes that they fall and then try to sue the place. Like, you know what? If I was a construction worker and they had legitimately dangerous conditions that were outside of code and the liability truly fell on the company that I could see somebody, you know, trying to get compensated for what they've been injured for but if I'm just walking around the office in a cubicle uh uh-uh uh-uh if there's legitimate reasons I can see somebody trying to get some money out of being injured at work but if you're making something up no Jacoby a couple of things there's a book out there I forget what it's called but the basis of it because I read it when I started making money it's it's called some, some version of frivolous lawsuits where mm-hmm. you can read all types of things. Like somebody tried to sue me before because they alleged that I flew a helicopter over their house. I interrupted their sleep. They looked so fast at the helicopter that it got whiplash. What? This was like 2010. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm baffled True by the story. story. Were you in that? Were you in a helicopter on the alleged evening? No, no. Have you ever been? In a, have you ever been in a helicopter before? Not in Michigan, in New York. Okay. 
So you, so you weren't in the helicopter. You're right about that. So they're just looking up at a helicopter and being like, Jalen Rose must be in there? And they sued you? Like, what's your lawyer I, even say? I assume, I assume because I lived in the neighborhood, they just tried to, again, like, it's like, who's the richest person in the neighborhood? A money grab. Like, who's the richest person in the neighborhood? Oh, Jalen Rose? Let's throw a lawsuit at him and see if he can get $10,000 just to see him, just so he makes this go away. (laughs) The problem is you have to spend money money on a lawyer to fight that case. Like, that ends up costing you money, whether it's a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand. It ends up costing you money. It's like, I've never gotten the helicopter. So, like, don't you want to represent yourself? Sometimes you just want to represent yourself. Be like, I'm not paying a lawyer for this. You walk in the courthouse, put a nice suit on, be like, I was not in a helicopter. So, unless y'all put me in a helicopter that evening, then you don't gotta have a case. I rest my case. So I I agree with you there, but you veered off the road a little bit when you start talking about how you will behave at the workplace. You sounded a little rich. You sounded a little corporate. No. Here's why. I've always felt. I'm this not way. finished. I'm not finished. So for example, if you were walking out of the studio. And something fell off of the ceiling and it hits you in the shoulder. It didn't separate your shoulder, but it hurts. What would you do? Keep it moving. If it didn't cost me a penny, that's the thing. If it doesn't cost me a penny, I'm keeping it moving. Because I, I, I'm not creating anything that didn't happen. That's kind of what I'm saying. Is There's an internal honesty. Like, something did you ain't. Jacoby, I said something falls from the ceiling and you hurt your shoulder. But I never went to the hospital and the shoulder injury goes away briefly in in time. I'm going to keep it moving. If if I go to the hospital and there's bills associated with it or if I miss work and I'm missing money opportunities that are associated with it. No, it's it's, it's if you cost me money, I'll recoup that money. If you don't cost me any money or time, but I had to miss a rec league game, I'm good. And then this is I not a this is not like a, oh you're rich now thing. If, yes, it is. You just no. you just did it because you 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 just said you could have gotten hit at something at work to make you miss a game. That's affecting your personal life. Oh please, please. What? Jalen, 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 Jalen. You're, you're, you're rich, misleading dog. the people. That's all. You're, you're morally misleading the people. <laughs> Basically, what my stance is this. I don't lie about things for my own financial gain. That's what I'm saying. I don't lie for my own financial gain. So that, that, that's the, that's the, the basis foundation of my stance on this. So you can't tell me that you disagree with that. <laughs> Thank you, Reggie. I don't disagree with that. But if something <laughs> falls from the ceiling, while you leave in the studio and it hits you in the shoulder and it hurts so much that the thing you love to do most, you can't do, play basketball. Oh, we got a problem here? Oh, we got a problem here? Absolutely. Absolutely, Red. You know, yep. Jalen, you know what you're wrong about? The thing I love to do most is being in this studio with my brother Jalen Rose and giving the people what they want. Today's Wednesday. You know you stepped your game up, Red. Just off wax, Jalen has been saying that Reggie has been um, not providing the musical backgrounds and musical flavor that the show has had previously. And he's just criticizing Reggie, which is my job, Jalen. That's what I do. You support Reggie. I criticize Reggie. Let's not switch this up now. Reggie, you've done a great job. Been on this this show for how long? 
I'm going to say like five years. Five years you've been on the show. Come on. Reggie. Reggie is the backbone of this podcast operation. When Reggie's not here, you know Absolutely. Reggie's no messed up the intro less than but, you or I have. But I have to acknowledge when it's, it's taking place right in front of my eyes and ears. The tunes have been A-plus a lot more recently since he got his nickname, Reg the Ledge. I think that's why. No, see, see that, that is a backhanded compliment right there. That's a backhanded compliment. No, it's not. Yes, no, it is. it's not. He living yeah. up to his name. He living up to his name. Jacoby, let me let me give you a different way to think about it. Okay. When I realized people started naming their kids after me, I took a sense mm-hmm. of pride in it. You should. Same thing with Reg's nickname. Yep. He like if people go call me Reg the Ledge, then I gotta be a plus. How dope is Havoc and Prodigy and Mob Deep? Yep. Rest in peace, P. Shout out. We need to do our top groups or our top MCs that. list. We need to do our top comedians. Yep. It also changes, Jacob. Yep. I've never done my top 10. I did a rush top 10 on Vlad TV that I got to do again because I wasn't thinking. Yeah, whenever you, whenever, I don't even we do consistently on this show. One thing we always do consistently on the show is if we come up with a list off the top of the dome, we're definitely going to forget somebody really important. Yep. Every single time yep. we do it. Well, I left. Every single time we do it. Well, I left off. I had, I had like glaring omissions. I had a, I had, I had two glaring omissions that like, I ain't even, like, I, I, I told him it. I'm not even posting that. I want to, I don't want, I want to Glaring omission number one was O'Shea Jackson. Okay. The dude has been in this studio since day one. Oh, we got a Okay. The dude that I stole death certificate CD when I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, we got a problem here. Okay. Oh, we got a problem here. And the other one is on our intro. The incomparable Chuck D. Like, a lot of young people, I- I'm old enough to remember my Uzi weighs a ton. Hold it. Get down. Knowledge, lyrics, politics. Come on, man. No doubt. Today's Wednesday. Those are like, and I got one more glare, no mission that I had. Brad Jordan. He's in my top 10. Scarface. He's in my top 10. So I want to make sure when we get a chance, I need to. Remix the list. And we putting it on wax. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us voicemails. We're taking all callers for the rest of the week. But next, since it's Wednesday, only female voicemails like this one. Hey, hey, hey. This is Kaylee from Ohio. Just wanted to shout out Kobe. Funniest Aries we know on television. Jalen, the dopest hairline on television. And Red, the Timberland of... Sports talk. All right. I had a boss move or soft move. I think we can agree that this is going to be a soft move. All the guys that play 2K and talk trash to girls when they find out that a girl is on the mic playing 2K. So um happens a lot. So I wanted all of our fellow listeners to just appreciate when a girl gets on the court, especially when they don't play one-on-one D and they use the computer, and just not to talk so much trash. Like, 
should I keep talking trash to them when I beat them, or should I try to show love so they can show love? All right, shout out. Interesting question. Jalen, you and I are washed. When we used to play video games, we were in the same room with the human beings that we were playing against. That's just kind of how it was when we were growing up. Yep. You had to like go to your friend's house to play somebody in a video game. Yep. Well, it's not like that anymore. Nope. If you're under the age of, say, 32, you, your experience is you put headphones on, you strap in, you're by yourself, you're in your zone, and you play against sometimes strangers around the country. It's obviously a superior way of playing the video game because you play the computer less. Yep. And Haley from Ohio, big shout to her, shout representing out. my humor. And representing Jalen's hairline, which is the appropriate way to compliment each of us. That's what each of us bring to the table on the program. And I will say this. Soft move or boss move, talking trash to a woman playing 2K when you find out she's a woman. It would be so blasphemous in any way, shape, or form for me to condemn somebody trash talking. What? So I. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, 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 no. I, I, there, there, there are way too many days in my life, as a matter of fact, almost every day of it, that I talk trash on the court, playing video games against anybody. So I, I cannot be the one to deny that. What I will say in response, though, I also learned this. Some people can talk and play and others can't. And you have to learn your your strength and stay within your and, and, uh, and concentrate on getting the goal accomplished. So my advice to you is if you can talk trash and play, then do it. If you can't talk trash after you win, especially when somebody talking trash to you. But either way, when you beat them and they were had the nerve to be talking because they think you're a woman, you got to let them have it when you win. Okay. First of all, Jalen, I cannot believe here on Women's Wednesday, you are supporting someone talking trash to someone else just because of their gender. Here on Women's Women's Wednesday, that's what you are doing. But I do understand, when I first started playing basketball with you, the number one thing that stood out to me was two things. Number one, never set a legal pick. Never set one legal pick. He will just grab you <laughs> around the waist. Like a, that's like, like a, KG. Like a, yeah, you just never ever once set a legal pick. And we're talking about pickup basketball against scrubs. Number two, we'll talk trash to the worst player on the court and make them feel bad about themselves. Just relentless. Relentless mental game. Like, doesn't read the room and be like, look, I'm famous. I'm 6'9". Maybe I shouldn't talk to this pudgy 50-year-old dude. Nope. Goes after the pudgy 50-year-old dude like he is KG. Like he is Kobe Bryant in the NBA Finals. So I do support you supporting Trash Talk, but you can't be gender-specific. It cannot be gender-specific. That is a soft move to my mind. I want to thank Haley for calling. Emily for calling. All the females for listening. Make sure you continue to support us and call 9580-JALEN. Leave us voicemails because we always have another show. Why is that, KRS? We're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Got to give the people. Give people what they want. Me and my little guys. I love them. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. Seriously. 